Welcome to Movie Lover 22, the show where we talk about movies because movies are great and deserve to be enjoyed, even when we talk about knockoffs. I'm your host, Steven, but you can call me Steven. Uh, today, we're talking about Point Break. Um, I mean, The Fast and the Furious, uh, which is a really solid movie. I know I gave the series some crap in my show trailer, and at some point, uh, for being one of the reasons Hollywood keeps making bad movies, but it did have a great beginning. I hadn't seen the first one in a long time, and since there are so many of them, but about two years ago, I decided to go back and rewatch it, and even though plenty of things in it are really, really, really dated, I had a really good time. Anyway, the movie is about a Los Angeles cop who goes undercover with a street racing gang to find out who's been robbing expensive electronics from 18-wheelers on the road. It's directed by Rob Cohen, written by Gary Scott Thompson and David Ayer, and inspired by Ken Lee, who wrote an article for Vibe titled Racer X about street racers in Manhattan, which Cohen read and began developing the idea for The Fast and the Furious. Rob Cohen has been in film and TV for decades, mostly as a TV producer for Fox, and acted a little. He's actually in The Fast and the Furious as the pizza delivery guy, and as far as directing, he's done a handful of movies including Triple X, Dragonheart, Stealth, Alex Cross, The Third Mummy Movie, and The Hurricane Heist. Not a great career, a bunch of flops following a great franchise starter. Yikes. Gary Scott Thompson wrote Hollow Man, Too Fast, Too Furious, 88 Minutes, and that's kind of it. Other than producing and writing some TV episodes for shows that don't look interesting. Sorry, Gary, this one was it for you. David Ayer is the man of the hour here, I think, at least for me. This is the guy behind Training Day, End of Watch, Fury, Street Kings, U571, SWAT, and Fury. I'm a fan, even though he's made some really tragic movies like Suicide Squad and Bright. When I hear David Ayer's name, I am interested. The Fast and the Furious was made for $38 million, and it made $107.3 million, which is pretty incredible. They had licensed the title from Roger Corman's 1955 film of the same name instead of the original title of Redline, which is a terrible title, so that's good. And let's talk about the cast. Paul Walker is Brian O'Connor. Paul Walker is the ultimate cheeseball. His delivery is usually pretty bad, but at least he's fun to watch in this semi-B movie, and it's a lot of fun. Paul Walker was also in Varsity Blues, She's All That, Pleasantville, Joyride, Timeline, Into the Blue, Running Scared, Flags of Our Fathers, Eight Below, Takers, and a few other movies that I never saw. Uh, Pretty decent career, but his best movie is definitely Running Scared, Don't At Me. Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto. Vin Diesel is big and burly, but not as burly as The Rock. And while he's not a particularly great actor, his performance is pretty good here. He previously starred in The Iron Giant as The Iron Giant, uh, Saving Private Ryan, The Chronicles of Riddick Trilogy, Knockaround Guys, Triple X, The Pacifier, Babylon 80, Gardens of the Galaxy, The Last Witch Hunter, Bloodshot, and apparently he'll be in Avatar 2. I definitely don't get excited about Vin Diesel as an actor, so his career is kind of meaningless to me, but some pretty good movies on that list. Michelle Rodriguez as Letty. Uh, Michelle is a decent actress, but I haven't seen her in much except maybe Resident Evil. But until writing this podcast, I forgot she was in Resident Evil. She was also in Avatar, Blue Crush, SWAT, Blood Rain, Machete, Alita, Battle Angel, and Widows, which is the only movie on this list that I haven't seen, but that I actually want to see. Jordana Jordana Brewster as Mia Toretto. 
I literally have only seen Jordana in The Fast Movies and The Faculty, which is a pretty decent B-horror flick, and that's basically all the notable things she's done. She does a fine job, nothing to write about, and nothing to complain about either. Rick Yoon as Johnny Tran. Uh, Johnny Tran is definitely a not-great villain. He hams it up a bit, but in 2001, that's kind of expected. Not as bad as his weird, emotionless cousin, though. That that dude's creepy as shit. Anyway, Rick Yoon was also in Die Another Day, perhaps the worst modern James Bond movie, and I love James Bond, but that movie's downright terrible. And The Man with the Iron Fists, Olympus S. Fallen, and Alita Battle Angel, and I've only seen The Man with the Iron Fists, and I didn't have a good time. Next, Chad Lindbergh as Jesse. Chad Lindbergh is very good. I know him as Odell from October Sky, which is a nearly flawless movie, and he departs from that character here into something pretty unique, especially to the movie, and it fits. I think he does a good job playing the ADD, nerdy, outcast guy. We only get to see him a little bit, but I think it's quite good. Chad was also in Push, I Spit on Your Grave, and Alex Cross, and then a bunch of shows. Johnny Strong as Leon. Uh, Leon has a couple fun lines and is a useful member of the crew, but there's really not much to the character, so not much to say about him. We're kind of in the single-use characters here, except for Jesse, who had more involvement in the plot. Leon himself is just a racer, just the lookout, just a guy. Johnny Strong was also in Get Carter, Black Hawk Down, and a few other flicks I'd never heard of. Matt Schultz as Vince. Vince the hothead has his moments. I like that he's protective over Mia. Clearly a love interest that Mia never wanted. And it provides for some kind of fun drama when Mia pokes at Vince in favor of Paul Walker's character. Can't remember the name. Uh, It's a good time. Matt Schultz was also in Blade 1 and 2, The Transporter. And then he came back and died in Fast 5 to serve as an emotional gut punch, which kind of was really didn't work. Ted Levine as Sergeant Tanner. Uh, The sergeant is good for some plot points. He doesn't really impact much of the storyline except to serve as Brian's backbone and clear-headedness. We all know Ted Levine as the police captain from Monk, uh, but he was also in Heat, Flubber, who thought we'd mention that movie on this show, Uh, Wild Wild West, Evolution, Ali, The Manchurian Candidate, Memoirs of a Geisha, The Hills Have Eyes, American Gangster, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, Shutter Iron Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. That's a solid career, even if it is all over the place. Um, although I'm sure he makes enough residuals by now to take any movie he wants to. Good for you, Ted. Tom Barry as Agent Bilkins. That's a name for a character. Uh, I honestly don't care about Bilkins. He serves to start the clock. You know, the not enough evidence falls into my lap fast enough in the typical crime movie. So let's just talk about his other movies. Get on with it. He was in Apollo 13, Independence Day, Space Jam, Air Force One, Too Fast, Too Furious, Texas Chainsaw, a few homers, and then some not. Originally, Timothy Oliphant was approached for the role of Dominic Toretto, which I really don't know how I feel about that. I like Timothy Oliphant, but maybe it's just stuck in my head that he's justified. So it's and it, and now these are nine movies in, so it's hard to picture anyone but Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto. And, fun fact, neither Jordana Brewster nor Michelle Rodriguez had driver's licenses prior to filming, so they were actually required to take driving lessons during production. Now, here are some things I enjoyed about the movie. The opening heist actually looks like they were driving. I hate when I'm watching a driving scene and you can clearly tell they're going maybe 20 miles an hour for a three-second shot. It's... this one actually looks good. 
It's funny to look back and see the cars that were considered cool looking in 2001, like the decals, bright colors, and logos. They, you know, totally decked them out visually. And then here we are, 2021, and people are just content with putting fake bullet holes on their Ford F-150s. It's, yeah. I also really enjoyed that girl going up to Ja Rule flirting with him. Actually, you know what? Everything with Ja Rule in it is hilarious, even though you have to wonder why Ja Rule is in the movie in the first place. I can't deny that it's so ridiculous. I love that it's there. And it's wild to me that she calls him the N-word in a Fast and Furious movie. It's kind of shocking and wild, but it's all great. And it might be the most 2001 thing in the whole movie. I laughed out loud that the Japanese driver in the first race was playing Gran Turismo in his car while waiting for the race to start. Whatever. I also really enjoyed the cool 2001 soundtrack, which sounds like Discount Limp Biscuit, even though it actually does feature Limp Biscuit's Roland, which made me burst out laughing and caused me to revisit the hits of Fred Durst's band and had a good time. The soundtrack also features Jaw Rule, who's in the movie, like I said, Ashanti, R. Kelly, Funk Master Flex, Red Man, and Method Man, and Fat Joe. Again, what a time to be alive. I also loved when Leon says, Street closed, pizza boy. It's, it's a really great, really terrible line, and I giggled. Oh my gosh, then there's that moment where Jesse shows Brian the model for the super he uses on a floppy disk. That's a throwback. I love the spur-of-the-moment street race between Brian and the Ferrari, and Brian asks what he's got, and the guy driving the Ferrari says, More than you can afford, pal. Also, that driver is played by the producer, Neil Moritz. I really enjoy Paul Walker's laughable and hammy acting. I love Paul Walker. I can't say that enough. But this movie was really not a great one for him as far as his performances. It's pretty terrible. Anyway, I really like how Mia reacts to Brian telling her he's a cop. It's different from how Point Break, you know, the spiritual successor, you know, that scene played out very different in that movie. And I really enjoyed, you know, what, what lengths it goes to in The Fast and the Furious. I really enjoyed watching the final heist go wrong. I noticed that there's zero music in that entire sequence, and I really like that. That's a great artistic move, letting us experience the chaos and panic without music potentially getting in the way. Dominic yelling at Brian, you're a cop, you are the cop, is a really good moment for Vin Diesel. He's a good yeller, even though he mumbles a lot in in most of these movies. Some of the things I hated about the movie, or at least disliked, is the driving CGI is pretty terrible. You know, driving itself is pretty good, but when they all use NOS or whatever, and it's a longer longer take of the exterior of the car driving, it doesn't look good. It doesn't ruin the movie or anything, but it's definitely not nice to look at. As far as bad CGI goes, it's not as jarring as it could be. And I already mentioned that I really like Paul Walker's hammy acting, but I also really dislike Paul Walker's hammy acting. I, I love them all the same, but sometimes... If it was me, I think I'd, I'd be embarrassed to watch this movie. And there's actually one gripe I do have about the movies that isn't even about the movies themselves, but it's that they're owned and distributed by Universal, and I think they're one of the laziest companies with their releases. Almost all of their packaging is terrible, their Blu-ray discs are literally all the same, but for different titles and different logos for different movies, and all their menus are the same. Universal, one, creative artistry, zero. This movie is totally unlike any other in the rest of the series, even its sequel. I mean, this movie is simply non-Ocean's Eleven smart guy heist with a twist you couldn't have known about, non-Fast Five hacking and dropping cars out of planes. It's just adrenaline driving and hijacking. The only hacking you, you get is Jesse running a background check on Paul Walker's character, which includes Vin Diesel saying the line, you'll find anything about anybody on the web. Again, 2001, 
a time to be alive. LOL, what is it with these guys and Coronas? Even Kurt Russell makes a joke about it in one of the later movies. What a strange choice. We're really into cars and Corona beers. It makes me feel like if someone brought Budweiser in, that it'd be a problem. Product placements are weird. The movie is before Paul Walker was a decent actor. He's not terrible all the time, but the worst of all the acting is almost all in his shoulders. Vin Diesel is fun to watch and does a good job, but Paul Walker came into his own and delivered good performances later with movies like Running Scared, which might be his actual best movie. I really like Paul Walker, and his death was a tough celebrity death for me, as the Fast and Furious movies became a pastime for me and one of my best friends who was really into cars and avoided Tokyo Drift like the plague until I made him watch it. You're welcome, Brian. Are we just going to forget about the fact that Dominic and Mia owned a little beachside food stand, like market? We are? Okay. Although, did or didn't Dom's tire get shot out during the final hijacking? It sparked a lot, which I interpreted as the wheel itself grinding on the road. And then he was still driving until his engine block got shot. I mean, it's weird, but like, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty certain that's what the movie was trying to tell me. And he just kept going. And I wasn't originally going to address this, but it really needs to be addressed. Vin Diesel is weird as fuck. First off, there's this really terrible video of him doing an interview with some poor Brazilian reporter on the most recent Triple X movie. And at one point, he just stops answering questions and becomes dead set on telling this woman how beautiful she is and how he wants to be with her, all while she's still trying to do her job. And also while Vin Diesel is forgetting he's married with three kids. That's awkward. And then he loves live streaming from his phone to the point where he forgets he's live streaming a movie premiere that he's attending. And then in the middle of his doing this live stream, forgets he's doing it and just puts his phone in his pocket and continues on for like 10 minutes. Those are just two instances and I've decided that's all the time I'm willing to spend on it. But it's worth Googling how weird he is because it's really weird. No matter what, I enjoy the fast movies and Vin Diesel's mumble growl big man acting. Anyway... Because it's the first Fast and Furious movie, and they didn't plan on making more of them, it's got to be all by itself and open and honest and original to the best of its ability. It didn't use a silent visual of Brian saying shit as his car gets flipped by a low-riding vehicle be being driven by the girlfriend of the villain five movies later. Instead, it had Vin Diesel looking at his now-iconic Charger RT and admitting he's never driven it because she scares the shit out of me. The movie was mature and grounded in reality where Dominic is still a hothead and willing to do whatever it takes, but it still takes guts because he's just a guy with a temper and a short fuse where he'll beat the hell out of you for offending him or hurting someone in his family. Family and loyalty is everything to Dom, as shown by his actions throughout the entire movie without having to be verbally reminded like every nine minutes in the other movies. Dom crashing into the big rig at the end instead of Brian is reminiscent of Point Break still, but it still departs in its own right, with Brian getting past the train without a scratch, feeling guilty for betraying Dom, and I'm sure feeling responsible for Jesse getting murdered by Tran, and helps him out of the direct RT, not to arrest him with sirens approaching in the background, but offers him the key to his Supra. I love this movie, and it's my favorite out of all of them, although Fast Five is also pretty good, because it's a bunch of amateurs who haven't done it before. They're just robbing trucks to have fun and fuel their car dreams so they can drive faster. It's stupid, but it's almost impossible not to compare this to the rest of the series because none of them are like this. Even Too Fast, Too Furious is different in some of the worst ways possible, thanks Tyrese, and some of them are only memorable for whatever the big stunt in the movie was and the big names that got included into it. 
I mean, now we have The Rock, Kurt Russell, Charlize Theron, Jason Statham, Helen Mirren, and we're going to have John Cena in the next one. But this is the movie that started it all, and it's absolutely worth revisiting, if only to watch Ja Rule try to street race in a true summation of 2001 pop culture. I enjoyed this movie so much that I spent most of the movie watching it instead of writing things down because I forgot I was writing a podcast. I would have to remind myself that I was watching it so I could write this thing. It's a fun action movie. Rob Cohen did a great job, and you should show it to your friends. 7 out of 10, really great, enjoyable flick. Don't forget, you can reply to this podcast with a voice message if you have the Anchor app, or you can send me an email at movieloveshow at gmail.com. If you want to request a movie be discussed, or hey, even co-host an episode, either way, you'll probably wind up on the next episode of Movie Lover 22. Thank you.